Hi guys, welcome to the Reverse Sweep podcast. Myself Pranav here as host today. We unfortunately missed out uh, last week uh, on a podcast and in the meantime, two tests have come and gone. So very fast moving <laughs> world, fast moving tests. So today I have with me Ishwar and our newest joinee in Smith and of course our good friend PL Martilal who is in the UK itself in London who visited in the second test at Lords where India won and oh, also wow. guys PL himself has his own uh, podcast known as Hit and Miss so please do give a shout out to him he's also a very knowledgeable cricket fan so guys <laughs> India are 2-1 up and uh, we won the second won the fourth test the second test in the city of London by 157 runs and again they were like again slightly backs against the wall uh, like at at lords but we somehow managed to uh, come out on top so that's obviously a great thing so today firstly what i'd like to discuss is a little bit of the third and the fourth test what happened so i'd like to start by saying in the third test i think we were still high after what happened at lords and 78 all out was like completely a big shock i mean uh, uh, yeah we knew that bowling conditions would be there at leeds on the first day as we normally see and batting first while in hindsight seemed a bad decision i didn't think at that time it was too bad but 78 all out was a little bit of a shocker i think all of us came crashing down to earth after that and uh, then of course the whole bowling was completely horrible it went awry and england scored nearly at 4 and over and then while india was showing some fight in the second innings uh, day 4 was again just another horrible collapse and you know we ended up losing so quickly that i guess they took an extra day off just to maybe understand and process what just happened i mean it was <laughs> quite comical and again day one of this test also it looked like a repeat of uh, leeds 124 over 7 until as i call him as we call him palgar charaja shardul thakur came in and played a really squash buckling innings and I think that 191 was very crucial for India. Just some, you know, more. It just gave a good psychological feeling for the team that, you know, we didn't again get just skittle out very quickly, and then we restricted England to 290 and uh, great innings, of course, from Rohit Sharma, from Pujara, and again Shardul Thakur, and of course everyone's favorite Rishabh Pant, and of course bowling performance in the end was uh, really good. So, firstly, I'd like to start firstly with PL itself. Uh, PL, what do you think? Uh, about the third test you can tell us what you felt and of course fourth test what uh, what india really did well in this test match well thank you firstly for inviting me to your podcast i'm really really excited i've been wanting to come on for a while so thank you very much so and secondly so i agree with you i think the second test we won such a high after that victory because i think it was a bit unexpected because we were in that position where we could have lost that match and then that emphatic innings from well that slow innings from rahane and pujara brought us back slightly into it then that tail end and then the bowling which we know is world class won us a match which we might not have thought we could have won and i think <coughs> something of that actually went into that next test which i think you know that confidence that brass you know that golly style of cricket that they love doing you know that we are confident we can do we can do this again and i think that you, in english and duke's both conditions you have to temper that and i feel in that third test i think 
we did not do that very, very well. And I think, you know, in the first session, especially, you know, the Duke's Ball is going to do something for the first uh, 20, 25 overs. And then it then it gets easier to bat on. I think if you look at like the England innings in the third in, in the third, I don't know, session, it was 140 for naught. So it is a, it could be you could bat on it, but you needed to play the first session, the first hour of the second session, and then you can bat. And I think that was probably the most disappointing thing. You know, the application in England, you have to be, you have to go through the process. You have to respect the ball. You have to respect the good bowling. You have to not be arrogant sometimes. And I think, you, you know, I think that's what <laughs> it showed. You know, that Lord's Test was a historic test. I've actually seen in, India win twice out of the three times India won there because I went also in 2014 for that Amazing. Test match as well. So, so I, I, I think I'm their lucky term there. <laughs> yeah, so next time again, uh, PL, you must make an attempt to go. So, and send us pictures like you sent me on uh, Messenger. I think your arrogance part, I think, you know, Rohit, Ravi Shastri and Kohli both uh, are, you know, those kind of characters. And maybe that also reflects a bit. Uh, also, what did you make of uh, India? How did we, PL, how do you think we were able to turn it around from almost a similar situation? I think... Actually, I think England actually then started doing the exact same thing as India in the four in that second in that fourth test match because again, 190 on that wicket is is if you think about it, pathetic on the flattest wicket in England. We saw that in the second innings. So if you show a bit of application, you can do that. But I think England also missed a trick. You know, I never thought 99 was that big a lead on that kind of pitch because if you can bat properly, I know India had not batted very well in that series up to then. But if you look at it, England, England had the chance at that moment, the first innings, and that was the key, that they only restricted them to a 99 lead. And if you look at it, the people who've been playing the best is Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul. They've been, they've been the foundation of India. If, when they get a good start, then India have a chance. And you would think that with such that middle order that they have, I know it's been maligned and people are saying this guy's got that guy's but they have so much experience that you think in a five-match test series that they will come good at some point. But I think the key is that, you know, the openers in England, the openers are key. You know why Root comes out to bat at 30 for two nearly every single time is because the openers cannot play out that. It's really difficult in the Duke's ball. I think the Indian openers have been the real key to India's success. And Rohit Sharma was delighted that he got a century because I think he, they, I, I, I got to be honest, I did not think Rohit Sharma would do very well in this series. I thought that, you know, his Me time was not ever going to be there. He's like the pretty 30s and 40s. They, they, they don't win you test matches. They don't. But I think this series, this has been probably the best I've seen him play anywhere in test cricket. Even his centuries at home, I think this is better. This was because it was under real pressure, good bowling attack in those conditions. And I think that was a key thing. And credit to the Indian bowlers. The Indian bowlers have been superb. I think the Umesh Yadav decision was very, very clever. Again, I was thinking, and I've got to be honest again, I didn't think that was going to be the right decision. <laughs> Absolutely. But, Given his overseas record, it's always a bit of a risk. But yeah, he's, he, he, he took wickets, so we're not complaining. <laughs> but, but, I, but, I, but thinking about it again, I think... Umesh is an impact player. So if you, I don't think you could play like a five test series and play four of the five tests. But if you're playing for one or two tests and just say, give me everything you've got, and he'll run in hard and, I, and say that you've only got one or two test matches, but I want you to give me everything, then he's that type of player which can be successful. 
And I think, you know, picking, it could have been easily, they could have gone for Ishan Sharma again, you know, with that experience, but they went for Umesh. And I think even though we maligned Gulli's captaincy <laughs> with his decision, I think he got, you got to give him credit as well when he gets things right as well. Yeah, yeah, very good points, PL. I think Umesh, uh, he also enjoyed the oval pitch because it is similar to some of our Indian pitches. And I'm glad he did well because I've always, from the first time I saw him, I've always hoped he'd do well. And I, you know, lost a bit of faith in him because of his overseas performances. But anyway, it's good he took six wickets in the game and a good selection headache for India. So coming to Smith, Smith, what do you like to add? What do you think about both the third and the fourth test? What uh, has India done differently compared to Leeds, where we just you know fell like nine pins and almost did again? But what do you think? What is the real difference? I think in the first innings, like PL said, you have to respect the conditions, and we didn't do that. I mean, India didn't do that in the third test. Exactly. You saw the way uh, KL Rahul and Rohit Sharma. I mean, Rohit Sharma was controlled, but. You saw the way KL Rahul played. You know, he went for yeah. That was KL of 2018. You could yeah, say exactly. He was that is the KL Rahul I didn't want in the Test squad. <laughs> and actually, seeing him in 2021, I was pleasantly surprised with his performance. But then I saw we he saw those glimpses of that previous KL Rahul, and he went for a cover drive straight up and in the first over with the new Duke's ball, and that I think uh, just consolidated with uh, consolidated the uh, how how the batting performed because. We were out, out for 78. We had no uh, savior in that game as we did in this one. And I think we just felt like nine pins. It could be, it happens every series, especially with India. It, you I kind of expected that it will happen sometime in the series, especially in a long series like this one. But uh, yeah, I think it was. And then we didn't, uh, we didn't do anything to come back in the game. You know, we just gave the game, I mean, the first session itself. And then we always knew that it was an uphill task to come back in the game and you can't expect the bowlers to save you all the time. There will be periods in a in a fight test uh, series with 10 innings. You can't expect bowlers to perform 10 innings on a consecutive basis. So I think we, the bowlers also for for like, it was our kind of a bad luck that we also had the bowlers underperforming that same innings, the next innings, I mean. And so because of that, I think it, we just fell apart. But what we did, like what India did uh, in right in this in this match was uh, yes, Umesh Yadav was, I don't, didn't understand initially why he was picked. But then as he started performing, uh, I realized that he had done something similar in Adelaide and Melbourne in uh, in the Australian tour right, recently. You know, he took uh, crucial wickets. He got injured in Melbourne, but he took crucial wickets. He uh, So I think that is, the, that is something like uh, PL said, you know, he goes for two test matches in a series. He doesn't play more than that. And I don't think he should play more than that. Uh, but uh, it's he gives his all, gives it his all, and uh, and especially I think what impressed me the most was the consistent improvement with uh, uh, with our tailenders in while batting. I think that was a standout because if you see that we were, I think Bumrah and Umesh Yadav added around uh, 40, 40, 45 extra runs in this innings, and so that is something that really changed changes the whole mindset of the team because when you don't have to worry about uh, how many wickets you need to take at what rate because you still have that cushion. Even if the team goes at a higher rate while chasing, you get that kind of backup that you have. So I think that is something that we really saw in this test and like we saw in Lords. And I think that was a common factor that really made a difference. Yeah. So Umesh Yadav also contributed with that. Yeah, yeah, good point, Smith. So before I just get on to you, uh, the talking about discipline is very important because if you just look at it, Leeds... 
historically the first day they always say look up look up at the sky and if there's clouds you should bowl first and there was that lack of discipline is again a you know it's it's not actually something new this indian batting lineup is quite unstable what we did well in the first couple of tests this test we again that test we again uh, you know showed the brittleness in our batting lineup we suddenly just got all out and till 124 for 7 that same pattern was continuing and i think because the current batting lineup is not the most stable if the openers do not give a good start we are going to see such uh, you know collapses and even in the second innings once rohit got out unfortunately we saw a mini collapse then kohli got out then we got a partnership so the batting order is a little bit unstable i mean it's highly possible we might score even 500 uh, in the first innings of old trafford next game or we could even be again 120 all out it's very unstable so you know that is one of my big uh, concerns so ishwar what do you would like to add regarding this two tests i would just like to say if you would like to understand indian cricket just watch these two tests man it had given us everything <laughs> everything <laughs> like this has been a template since i don't know like uh, uh, the past 30 years like not just under kohli even under dhoni or ganguly or whenever whenever we had our backs against the wall people usually expect us to do well so that's what happened uh, basically so when you come to headingly as you said you have to look up and if there are clouds you need to field but virat kohli batted and i don't blame him for you know batting first i agree with you there i myself was not too unhappy i just felt that again 240 if we had made that day or even if we made 180 we would have still been in the game anyway issue sorry exactly application was the key right yeah no issues uh, anyway so that headingly innings was a one off innings you know it is a mandatory from indian team when they tour abroad nowadays especially you know we are having players like cheteshwar pujara ajinkya vahane in the middle order who you know they were considered to be one of the most reliable batters until 2017 2016 like when we toured abroad but their dip in form has coincided with virat kohli's not scoring a hundreds in the past two years and then rishabh pant is a kind of player you know when he gets going he wins you games but otherwise there's nothing from him you can't get a, you know a 30 or 40 every time from a pant you either get a zero or you get a 50 or you get a 100 so that's the kind of player rishabh pant is so with such a batting lineup and uh, you are basically relying on jadeja and ravichandran ashwin to an extent to score runs for you and we saw at headingly if there was an ashwin or even if there was a shardul thakur we would have got the 180 or 170 which you are talking about but again uh, coming back to the fourth test i really thought ravichandran ashwin should have played on that wicket and i was not at all surprised why ishwar will come to that hold that thought ishwar we will definitely Anyways, come to that special okay. section I was not surprised why Umesh Yadav was playing because I knew he's a very good exponent of reverse swing bowling and I've seen him many times do it in India as well. And looking at the pitch and the analysis which Kohli had mentioned at the toss, you know this is going to be flat wicket and you know I don't think it will be much <laughs> help. So I think Umesh Yadav was the right decision from that front. Uh, but the re- the real difference to me in this Test match was Shardul Thakur man. The way he Absolutely. had performed, we were one twenty seven for seven. Don't get us wrong. One twenty-seven for seven on day one. I don't think, like you know, many teams would even think of winning a test match from there. One twenty-seven for seven. But the way but he this came team out, has that belief. Exactly, well. exactly. The way he yeah, came out, true. and when you looked at his face, it was not. He was not thinking about like you know just playing him out or anything. He was thinking to score, and that is what we need from champion teams, and that is what I loved about how we played this fourth test, and especially from Shardul Thakur. To me, he was the man of the match in this test. to me 
yes, Rohit was the official one of the match, with you. but yeah, Chardul Thakur was the real impact player who I think you know should be backed from here on because he has shown he can do it under pressure, which is not an easy thing to do. So yes. Exactly. So yeah. I just I'd like to add one point. Sure, uh, sure. Smith, please do. Yeah, I think that what he said said about Shardul Thakur was is correct because he looks like he's just hitting. I mean, if you look at his uh, <laughs> if you look at the scorecard and look at his strike rates, it looked like he must have. If you have not watched the match, it might seem that he might have just locked it. But he doesn't slog. He plays proper, proper shots. Proper shots. He plays along the ground. He plays down the ground. He plays. If he sit, if he hits a six, it's clear. It's not that kind of a slog. That kind of crummy. The kind of. I think he's a fearless uh, batsman. I yeah, mean, exactly. He's a fearless exactly. cricketer, actually, not just cricketer in general. Yeah, cricketer. and he gives it his all. All, and I think he also the other thing is he can swing the ball a bit more than I think we think he can because we saw it in uh, Gaba at Gaba where he did swing the ball, and I think even actually here, he think, before his batting. Sorry to interrupt. He was known yeah. as a swing bowler even in 2015 when he was playing. He was initially yes, thought yes. of as a bowler. So his ability to swing, if he does swing the ball, it should not come as a surprise. It's just that his batting has taken more precedence of late. Yeah, but I think when we I saw wish. him, I think we have not seen. Uh, sorry, uh, just one minute. Uh, yes. I think it's just uh, the way we have not seen him perform so much, right? So we don't have an, enough sample size of him for on the international stage. So that's why it kind of uh, comes as a surprise that. For many that he swings the ball, yeah, of course he 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 is a swing bowler bowler, but uh, I mean I think that we can capitalize on someone like him, and I think that at least for now he has really put the Hardik Pandya question to rest because uh, I think that <laughs> another is topic of discussion time. for another yes, day. Thanks exactly. Appeal, you wanted to ask me. I wanted to ask. Do you think? And I know we're going to the Ashwin point later. Do you think that he could be in a three-man seam attack, or do you think he's there as a fourth seamer and can do that extra thing with the bat and the ball? He's a yeah, fourth seamer. I know that topic comes in with the Ashwin question later on as I'll, well. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah, we should combine attack. the two of them because that there's a good team combination question we can add to that. So before we talk about Virat Kohli and his team selection, firstly. Since I am perhaps one of the biggest Rohit Sharma fans, probably behind Piyush, <laughs> special appreciation for him because for the innings he played. I mean, he's steadily improved. And uh, the thing about this innings was not just the fact that he was again uh, seeing off the new ball; it was the fact that he was able to attack the bowlers and he didn't get, get out to Mohin Ali like he did in the, uh, on his first England tour when you know he again got set and caught out. So. You know, I really just love the way he batted and I wished he had made a 200. But again, sometimes he plays silly shots, which drives everyone up a wall. And special praise to Pujara, who's been much maligned, including myself. I just wanted him to play positively and the last couple of innings, he's done that. And he, and I don't know, I still am not sure if he's got a long future, but if he at least plays like this, he can at least, you know, give India a good number three. I think he so, just needs to play like this in England. So, I mean, I, I'm sorry to stop you there. But uh, yeah, I think he just no, needs no, to I play agree. like this in England. In other places, his approach is completely fine. For yes, yes, players. exactly. Yeah, I think with The only worry is that if he gets into that defensive mode, even abroad, like he wants to wait for the ball to get old. I just think even if he plays positively everywhere, it's good for him. I feel he should not really change this game plan. I feel he should stick to this new game but plan. But I think it's... with Pujara, I think in Australia, we saw it in 2018. I think he would have played that way in this uh, in 2021 as well if the match situation didn't demand him to stay there. Because the thing is, India had a very clear plan of going for the draw and for the win at the same time. When you have someone like Pant, I think the team had very strongly 
made strong plans about this that he has to bat till he gets out and he has to put a high price on his wicket so well, i think that is I personally felt that both were playing for their position that game but anyway that's a different topic no uh, i'm talking about, we, i'm talking about australia i'm talking about no australia, australia i have no issue with him playing he's yeah, done exactly. well there but uh, I, what the point was he should play the same way i think whenever he comes to bat just bat freely and he can do it as he's doing yeah i uh, think pujara, anything on pujara anything on pujara think, you'd like to add yeah sorry, i think on pujara, pujara i would just add one thing uh, that for for uh, usual batters we have this formula that when it's difficult when the conditions are difficult you you know you stay there and try to keep uh, keep your uh, keep your wicket and don't lose your wicket that easily i think with pujara it has to be the other way whenever the conditions are challenging <laughs> for him like in new zealand and england i think he should just express himself if the ball is there to hit hit it if you get yeah. out out because you know you're going to get out anyway 20 balls later so i think that is some bit with, uh, when he's in melbourne or uh, in india or sri lanka i think he doesn't need to worry about these things but when it's about the duke's ball or some uh, or overcast conditions windy conditions i think that is where he has to take care of that right pl you'd like to add anything on pujara before we yeah. move to england yeah i think you're right about his approach i think in the duke's ball conditions or somewhere in new zealand as you were talking before is that the ball keeps moving where even after 20 overs so the way pujara bats is that he can see off the new ball and then in when when you're playing with the other balls of the sg ball or something or the kookaburra it's easy to bat in england it doesn't it does get easier but it's not but it's not totally easy to bat so even after 20 overs <laughs> the ball will still keep moving and i think that's the problem for pujara that in england i think as you rightly said i think the approach is right in other countries i think just in england i think just that's the problem for him here right okay right so that's a nice discussion on pujara who's getting <laughs> out of phases finally so now i'd like to just move on to england and uh, what really went wrong for them because england uh, they came back and won by an innings and uh, you know they were again in a good position and again it was almost like a repeat of lords so what i personally feel before i give all of you because everyone knows my love for this english team but i'll just you know be nice <laughs> to them and just uh, say as it is i think in the the whole problem is that there's too much reliance on uh, jimmy anderson even now at 39 and uh, while ollie robinson again has bowled well mark wood all these guys are there but there's still too much you know expectation from him if you look at the last couple of years Anderson at home, his second innings average is like over a hundred, which, and the first innings average is I think about sixteen, which is again an indicator that age is catching up with him. The fact is, no matter how fit he is, everyone is human and they have a limit. And I think after the first third test when they bowled India out so convincingly, they probably thought the same would happen. And Chris Wokes, we know how good he is in English conditions. He was again he started the collapse for India and. I think they were just taken aback by how Shardul played because Rishabh Pant got out slogging and they did not expect it and I and Root probably got a little surprised how he was batting and uh, you know they were taken aback but again 191 again was as PL said well below par India should have on the first day probably got 240 250 again with the conditions uh, India were about 50 short like I said but England had a very good day mm. to bat on day two was flat from the half from the second half of the first session when besto and pope were batting they put on a 100 odd runs they could have easily put on a 200 run partnership and put india out of the game i mean 99 as pl said as michael vaughn was again harping on was not a big lead on the uh, at the oval the oval 
in my lifetime of watching english cricket has been the flattest pitch i mean sunny gavaskar almost won india match in 79 as well i should tell you how flat the pitch has been from the time immemorial and i think the biggest problem for england has been that if joe root gets out who is making the runs oli pope who i rate quite highly is doing a good job i mean he will i think be a good player and he will probably bat even higher up the order but he he should have gotten a 100 he was in a good position johnny best whom who should really not be in the side again he had a good chance he was on 36 batting well and he threw his got out moin ali well again a start and got out so if ali and besto had also added maybe even another 30 40 runs england would have had a big enough lead and even on a flat pitch if you have a big lead it's very difficult to come back and india i think even though wokes made some runs they knew that the lead was just under 100 so india were able to you know bat maybe with little uh, more ease and we only lost one wicket when we wiped off the lead and then rohit and pujara were you know in totally in control and i think again we saw anderson getting tired uh, ollie robinson also has been playing every game he also looked tired and craig overton really doesn't seem to be the kind of english seamer who you know can you know i think he's just a support seamer they really missed mark wood you know wood with his extra pace maybe he might have you know like he rushed pujara might have done something so or even a jack leach because jack leach as we know plays at somerset and he's really good on you know dryish pitches so i think for england the problem is the bowling while it has been pretty good this series has been still heavily reliant on jimmy anderson and ollie robinson and the batting has been too reliant on joe root so i think that's the reason despite having the best of both conditions england see themselves uh, 2-1 down so uh, again i start with pl what do you think i think Well, looking at it, I think there's been quite a few mistakes England made. I think the first mistake was they put a team together which was good for a first innings, again, for the bowling. And if you look at the bowlers, they're all the same type of bowlers. They all bowl around 80 to 85 miles per hour. They're all right-handed bowlers. There, there isn't any variety in that attack. Moen Ali is the only one who pulls something different to what they all do. So if you can play one of them, you can play all of them. you can and uh, yeah they they what do you call it i'm I, i this is oversimplifying it probably a little bit but what they needed to do was when they they looked at the last test and they thought okay we can do the same thing again but the difference is that this was as we all know the oval pitch is a flat wicket so you got to think not just the first innings you got to think the second innings and this is where i think someone like mark wood and jack leach as you were saying should have come into the side because if they had someone different they did then their attack had a bit of variety i'm not saying they would have won but they would have had a better chance in this game because in that second innings we knew it was going to be flat we knew day 3 and day 4 was the day that you would love to bat because it's flat as a pancake you know it's 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 as close as as one of my friends said it's like an australian style pitch then it is you know there's nothing that will happen on those days you batting you will love the love the bat so you can get someone back into form in that kind of pitch you can so i think firstly i think that's the first mistake i think secondly i think they thought that india would roll over easily on this kind of pitch because they could roll over first innings and i think they gen i genuinely think they thought that 100 lead would be enough and i think the lower order batting was the real mistake because england when they won 2018 
was their low order batting was the reason why they they were able to get from I don't know 140 to 280 and those are the things which were really important runs and I think those England team this time have not been able to that even they got this 99 lead it didn't feel like it was ever going to be enough so I think they've got the conditions wrong they got the wrong team I think they got the wrong tactics and even with that 99 lead they needed to be as you said 150 to 200 it should have been quite easily done and if they if one of those batsmen and and they their own fault as well because Besto had the chance to score Moinadi had the chance to score and they got 30s if you got 30s you should get 50 60 70s so Ishwar and Smith uh, if you have anything else to add we can then go back to our favorite topic of Virat Kohli <laughs> Yeah, just one point. I think uh, I think that England right now is completely out of sorts with what they want to do in Test cricket. I think that is the broader point here because uh, they they were playing with teams uh, throughout. If you have been seeing since the past year or so, they just play with teams which don't make any sense, uh, and they just sometimes they just like I don't get why they played this team. I mean, I just don't have I have no idea why they played it, and they choose teams for like uh, Michael Vaughan said that they choose teams for the for. Uh, when when the conditions are good, they choose teams for those conditions, the workers' conditions. After that, they stop being competitive. And I think uh, Chris Silverwood's answer to why India got reverse swing and they didn't, and he said, "I don't know." I mean, that just shows that they were not even probably thinking about reverse swing last yesterday. Exactly. I mean, down day four, so they were not even thinking out of the box. They have no. I, I mean, then you need some creativity and you need something. You could have bowled Moin Ali. Maybe he could have gone for runs, but he went for runs anyway. So he could have just he could have given given you that reverse swing factor as well. They don't think out I of think, the box. Yeah, I think that's surprising given Nathan Lehman and Co. in England does so much of data analysis that's really a shocker. Yeah. So uh, I think we should move on to the last part, which is Virat Kohli and his team selections. And for four days, you've all been crying out for why Ravi Ashwin has not been uh, selected in this game. And on the fourth evening. England 77 for no loss in 32 overs. We were all crying out for Ashwin. And of course, in the end, Virat Kohli, you know, he talked the talk and all of us looked like idiots. But the fact is, again, it it, it does question the what is the, really his strategy into the team selecting. Because he said he goes on his gut instinct. And even in the presentation, he told Athers that he's not really bothered about data analysis. And that's something I've said that he doesn't really read the game or the conditions much. I think, uh, see, he, it, the decision really worked for him. But I think if Ashwin would have been there, we would have probably won it a lot com- more comfortably. But again, that's, in, you know, again, it's hindsight. And just as PL was talking about Shardul Thakur, uh, I think he idea is that Shardul Thakur is the kind of player Kohli wanted in the World Test Final because New Zealand went with five paces and it worked. And I think that's why he wants to play him in a four-strong attack. Can he fit in a three-prom attack? He could possibly because if Old Trafford is going to see some turn, he might go with two facers, two spinners and this as possible. But I'm not so sure. I think with this current strategy, he's going to stick with uh, four pacers. And Navi Ashwin will have to again look for a new Netflix series maybe or whatever for his vlog <laughs> as he was saying. Please so, sorry. <laughs> right. So I think Kohli's selections do boggle the mind. But I guess... Uh, some people will also defend his uh, selection saying that India won. I still think he has to not take such risks because maybe against better opposition, it might cost us. So, all of you, if you, what do you all think of his selection? I'll go with Ishwar, who's the biggest Kohli fan here. Siddharth <laughs> Rehan is missing, otherwise it would have been a nice uh, one-on-one. So, Ishwar. 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> coming to the team selections. Yes, I also think that Ravi Ashwin would have played this test match. Even I was damn sure that he would play here. But when Kohli came out at the toss and, you know, he gave the reasoning that, you know, four lefties are a good, good proposition for Jaddu. I was genuinely shocked when I first heard that. But <laughs> I then... Was, I still laugh at that, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, but then eventually, like, you know, looking at the result and, you know, how the ball spun and, you know, how Jaddu was actually very lethal against David Malan and Moin Ali and, and Co. So, it was amazing. So, to see Virat Kohli select... Such a team. So, see, at the end of the day, we need to give him credit because it was his selections. We got the result which we deserved. So, yes, at the end of the day, Virat Kohli was right. But from our point of view, yes, Ravichandran Ashwin should have played. And yes, who knows? You know, it's all if and buts. He would have not got, he would have gone for a lot of runs as well. But yes, uh, looking at it from this after the match has done, yes, Ravichandran Ashwin would have been a very handy player on that wicket. Other than that, his selections were all right. I was not shocked with Umesh Yadav like others because I knew he would play if Shami was out because he was a like like for like replacement for reverse speed. So other than that, he was fine. Yeah, backing Rahane, I still do get it because he was <laughs> someone. So yeah, I also I also am someone who goes who goes with my gut rather than stats and whatever. You already know that. So yeah, yes, <laughs> yes something. So. <laughs> Ishwar is vibes only. Right. So, <laughs> quickly, uh, PL and Smith, if you all would like to add anything on Kohli before we can wrap it up. Yeah. I, I think, think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please go on. Please go on. Okay. Oh, okay. So, I think, I think, Ash, I think the Ashman situation is really interesting because I think when he started the series, he had this policy of four paces, one spinner. I think when you go with that theory, and I think the way that Kohli captains is that he, when he goes with the theory, he wants to go full in. So he doesn't So actually people criticizing him actually probably make him more determined to want to be successful with that policy, even if we think it's the right or wrong thing. Personally, I think we all think that Ashwin should have played. And I think the pitch and condition, it was quite warm for an English day, obviously. Uh, so, so it, it was, so it was the right kind of pitch and conditions for him to play. And with five left-handers, as you're saying, so I think uh, I think people try to make that argument that you know Ashwin um, might not have done so well, but he might have also done so well. So I think I think Rodrigo, I think we yeah we can't be so critical because he got the result and that's is a results based game it is. But I think Ashwin is um, Ashwin would be would make it the team better. I think he's the second best bowler in the world. He has a good record now in the last five years in center countries. So if Jadeja can be successful, I think Ashwin could have been successful as well. That's my theory. So, Smith, any closing thoughts on Kohli? Uh, yeah, I think he, his selections sometimes are adamant and at times when they don't have to be that adamant. And then sometimes they are reactive and they don't have to be reactive. I think that sums up his <laughs> uh, selection uh, strategy a lot. And I think with Ashwin, this match, yes, for sure, he backed his... And that is something I like about Kohli. backs his choices. That is good to see from an, from an Indian captain. But I think that uh, the fact is that I think we won this despite Ashwin not playing. Not because Ashwin wasn't playing. So, I, I think I that, agree. Is, that is true. That is true. That is, that is the uh, main key difference. I think if Shadul had not played that well... And I think there is also a, a case to be made for who is Ashwin actually replacing. Is he replacing Jadeja, Thakur? Umesh. Umesh. Or uh, uh, I think even a batter could be replaced for Ashwin. I mean, I... Well, really you can drop Rahane and play Ashwin. Yeah, Ashwin. exactly. If you had scored runs, 20 I mean. runs in the match, you can just flick, flick Ashwin and he'll give you three wickets anyway. So, I think like... Yeah. I really... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, my uh, take on it. Yeah. 
yeah so i guess virat's selections are never going to please everyone and we're always going to keep having debates on it so let's see i think again old trafford we might see some shocking selection who knows or we <laughs> might just see some selection where you know somebody like a bumrah rests because you know ipl part 2 and uh, the world t20 is, is up so anyway guys uh, thanks a lot and also thanks to pl for coming on the show he's been uh, anxious to come so please like subscribe and share with your friends on youtube instagram and on spotify and please do give us some feedback and please let us know what we can do to improve so good to have be back after a long time and we'll hopefully see you just before old trafford and hopefully india makes it 3-1 thank you guys yeah, yeah. thank you guys thank, thank you, you guys thank you guys